Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Swarfcast. Before we start, we have a quick favor to ask you. If you love the show, please rate it and write a review on your podcast app or tell somebody about it. It really makes a difference for us and we'd appreciate it. Okay, on with the show. We made a decision a few years ago uh, not to suspend the production of cam-driven multi-spindle machine, a little bit against the trend that the other competitors had. It was one of the best decisions we ever made. Uh, not because the CNC is not what people expect. The CNC machines are doing exactly what they promised to do. They do complicated component, uh, incredible tolerance, uh, things that you could never even imagine before. But not all of the work for the multi-spindle is that kind of work. This is Swarfcast. I'm Noah Graff, here with my co-host Lloyd Graff. Today's podcast is part two of an interview we did with Michele Tayariel, co-owner and vice president of Timex ZPS, one of the world's most prominent producers of multi-spindle screw machines. In the interview, Michele gave his take on the competitive market of European multi-spindle brands. He also shared his experiences selling machines to China and India. Looking for a screw machine, rotary transfer machine, or CNC machine? Graf Pinkert's got you covered. When you're buying any used machine, you're taking a risk. So it's important to buy from someone who knows their stuff and who is going to give you straight information about what you're buying. Graf Pinkert is a family-owned firm that's been dedicated to selling great machine tools to the turn parts industry for 75 years. It specializes in the top multi-spindle brands, including Index, Schutte, Gildemeister, Tornos, ZPS, Acme, and Wickman. They also sell a variety of other types of used equipment, such as CNC Swiss, CNC turning centers, and parts washers. Machine tools are complicated. If you're going to buy one, you should go to people who are knowledgeable and committed to the industry. Learn more at www.graffpinkert.com. That's www.graffpinkert.com. When we came here as owner of the company, our interest, not our interest, the reason why we bought the company was purely the multi-spindle for us at that time, because that's why we needed the company. Um, the other activity for our work, completely unknown. Then we knew they existed, but mm-hmm. we knew nothing about them. Maybe father knew a little bit about the foundry because uh, in the foundry he was, he spent, actually bought the foundry a little bit before the purchasing of, of ZPS because the foundry never entered in the bankruptcy package uh, that we bought. So that was bought a few months before. Uh-huh. But in any case, he's not, uh, my father knew nothing about casting. He knew the, that the machine were made with casting and for him that was enough. How is the multi-spindle business now? fact is that if you ask me the same question for four years in a row, I will tell you four exactly different answers. <laughs> so, and it's getting so confusing that also I don't know anymore <laughs> if, uh, what would be the next year. Because we go back a year and a half ago, the demand of machine was so high. Uh-huh. You know, I was having phone call from father, from my brother, kind of screaming to me, why we don't produce more, uh, that, uh, that the world need uh, more machine. And, and every builder of machine was in the same condition. Yeah. Everybody had delivery of a year and a half, two years. 
if I look the last few months, everyone even forgot that time. When you ask around, oh, but you needed so many machines before. No, no, it's not true. Nobody needs anything now. It's right. It's it's got to be tough because you don't know whether to try to work ahead to beat the competitors like that, or if you're gonna, you know, lose your shirt because now you have all this inventory that you can't sell. You need to be like uh, like an harmonic. You know, you need to be able to uh, because that's the market. The consumption at the end is not that in the world, uh, people, uh, the the selling of car from one year to the other jump uh, 50% or 70%. It never happened. But this happened in the selling of machine. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a few years where maybe because the bank system has liquidity and money, so push everyone to buy, state make particular um, law for, for supporting the, uh, the purchasing of machine. There's a few years where everybody spend, and then maybe there's a few years where it's very quiet. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able with a production to handle both this period, uh, because you cannot really squeeze and enlarge an activity of, of 700,000 people uh, year to year. You need to have stability because that's what you need for, for, for a constant production. And um, Does it help though that you have a few different categories of machines? Yeah. You know, in case automotive is down, you know, you have the manurin for... This is the situation and- I'm living in the last few months. The multi-spindle activity has been slow. Luckily, instead, the machining center activity is running better than ever, probably. Interesting. So, uh, we are not in the automotive in, in, with the machining center or very partially in the automotive. And it's not really the automotive. We are not in uh, milling parts for the engine because the biggest problem is the engine, not uh, automotive. Right. What is happening uh, to all these uh, screw machine company is that nobody asks any more parts for making diesel engine. So that one is disappearing or seems to be disappearing. Um, right. Or they're not sure if in six months they're going to be asking for parts for the diesel engine. Correct. But if you produce parts for the brake or, or, uh, or the door of the car, it doesn't matter if it's electric, if it's uh, hybrid, if it's... Uh, you, you, that one is based on, 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 on the total volume sold by year. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious, uh, you and your salespeople are constantly talking to people who are doing work for automotive, particularly European automotive, but American automotive and Japanese automotive. From what you hear, do people believe in the electric car, in the future of the electric car? At the level of management I've been speaking with, no, anyone. <laughs> uh, I've, I've seen a few people, especially in Germany, that believes a lot in the sharing system, in the sharing uh, cars. Like Uber? No, no, a uh, car with... Uh, oh, hybrid. Uh, no, no, hybrid, uh, in a sharing car and car without uh, autopilot. Yeah, so, okay. I, I, really, the new generation, especially in Germany, that, that is the biggest market for car in Europe, the young guy don't really care too much to own a yeah, car. Yeah. So they uh, want a car available when they need it rather than They want than a car available it. when they need it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they will not spend the weekend washing the car and making sure it's shining mm-hmm. uh, or elaborating the motor, also because they don't know how to do it. <laughs> I totally need to wash my car. 
uh, this, uh, this has a consequence on number of cars sold, if really would happen. Then electric, uh, hybrid, uh, or diesel, I think no one really knows. Of course, the, everybody is pushing for the electric for ecological reason. They cannot even prove you that ecological is better. Yes. But they push for it. Uh, the result, they, they create a kind of panic about the emission of diesel car. The, the Euro 6 car, as far as I know, as far as I read on a magazine, has unbelievable low emission. So that doesn't look like is the real problem of the ecological problem of the world that is on the car. So, but it was a political problem for VW. Yeah, but on a car produced quite a few years ago, and it probably was not. Uh, it was that they were lying about what yeah. were the real emission. I hope that today the emission they say are correct. Uh, in any case, also about the electric car, disposal of the battery is something they don't really know how they're yeah. going to do. Yeah. And if the electricity you, you use in a car is produced by, with, coal. Uh, yeah. by coal, that is what they're investing, for example, in central part of Europe, then nobody can really prove me that that is that much better. Plus, the country is not ready for it. No country is ready for it. Uh, cars are very expensive. Yeah. compared to, to the standard diesel car. And this is creating the other effect. People don't want to buy, want to buy a car now because they don't even know what they should buy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they don't want to buy electric because it costs more uh, and, uh, and has a lot of limitation. They don't want to buy diesel because they say, what if they don't sell me the diesel in a few years from now? Then I will have to buy another car again. Mm -hmm. So the people who use to keep the car more years, they wait even longer before uh, deciding now to change the car. Yeah, yeah. Myself, I'm waiting more than a year. I, I don't know what car to buy. Uh -huh. Because I know I travel many times long distance. So I need a car available to do 600 kilometers without stopping twice for an hour. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and this is in the United States. This is why there's a big question mark, at least for me, that the electric will be a huge factor in the market here, at least in the five to 10 year time frame. The infrastructure is not here. But you can't even know what's gonna be going in, in three years or yeah. two years, could, could totally shock you. Right, um, meanwhile, you have big investment by the automotive companies in electric and very little investment in conventional, and your potential customers also have a major question mark about what the future will be and should they invest millions of dollars in your technology, I would think. Uh, generally, in which technology to invest? Uh, well, we see part of the reason why our machining center division is busy now is production of electric batteries, battery for electric car. Uh, for making a million, all the, the case where the battery are staying, especially the large one for trucks and for, for heavier equipment. Uh, you can, we can see how heavily are investing in. Uh, now they realize that, you know, if you want to sell an electric car, you need to have the battery. If you don't have the battery, there is no car. Uh, so the, the investment there are very, are very heavy. And they should, because with the current life of a battery and uh, the, the number of kilometers you can do, 
Me, I cannot buy it. I cannot buy an electric car. Or as a second car, maybe for home, mm-hmm. for, for, for short drive in the city. Then uh, me personally, maybe because I'm getting older, but I do like the sound of my car. I have a car with a four liter <laughs> uh, benzene engine and I love the sound. Uh, I have been in electric in electric car and it's a little bit boring also. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk a little a little technical about uh, multi spindles. How are you guys different from the others? Are you first of all are you guys emphasizing the cam machine a little bit more than the other builders, Shitta uh-huh. or Tornos or. Uh, we made a decision a few years ago uh, not to suspend the production of, of cam-driven multi-spindle machine. A little bit against the trend that the other competitors had. It was one of the best decisions we ever made. Not because the CNC is not what people expect. The CNC machines are doing exactly what they promise to do. They do complicated component, incredible tolerance, things that you could never even imagine before. But not all of the work for the multi-spindle is that kind of work. Right, right. Uh, and what about the rest? Some company come today and say, okay, thank you for that beautiful machine, but it's a million euro. And uh, if I have to make this party, it will take me 30 years to pay it back. <laughs> plus, plus, I need the operator with the skills that, that I don't have. And for these people, you still need to offer a right. possibility that, uh, that allow them to, to go on investing, improving their activity. Yeah, um, otherwise they'll just buy a used machine because that'll be the only option. Otherwise they buy a used machine or, or a built one. In fact, uh, the, the activity right. of a rebuilding machine in Europe has never been that strong, especially in a multi-spindle. There is a, now in Italy, there is maybe six rebuilder of, uh, that are taking, uh, they're actually rebuilding machine to CNC because of the cost. This allowed a customer to have a, a similar technology with a much lower investment. How much does a, I don't know, 32 millimeter six spindle or eight spindle cam machine cost from from ZPS? Depends how good you are uh, in squeezing me on the price. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, this is classified information. <laughs> well, I cannot say a number because not everybody say the number I will say, so better if I don't say nothing. <laughs> no, uh, you mean a rebuilt machine or a new machine? I don't know, either one. Are most of the cam machines you sell rebuilt? No, 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 no. Most are, are still new. Uh, a new machine goes anywhere from uh, 400,000 euro to, to almost a million, an eight spindle uh, fully equipped. Uh, oh. A CNC machine goes from uh, 600, 650, very, very simple one, to a million and a half, almost two million, an eight sixty-seven uh, for uh, for some of the crazy job that we sell it for. Wait, an 867 not CNC or those are the CNC? Oh, CNC. Yeah, those are. Now, I mean, a CNC, I don't know, 32 millimeter CNC from ZPS, is that have the same capability as, you know, the Gildemeister or the Index CNC? Is it, does it have quite as many axes or is it as full CNC or is it a little more, you know, in between a cam machine and. If we take a six spindle, 
as a top configuration, we do offer a higher number of axes, of driven axes and linear axes on the machine because we have the possibility of using several y-axes to multiply number of tooling. So we can have three tools every, every, every position plus frontal tool. I think we have been proving that with the parts we do that we are capable to do more complicated parts than some of the competitors. Okay. I mean, the competition, we don't have to lie on who's competition or who's not. The leader of the market has been indexed for many years uh, and for sure will stay indexed for, a, for, for another time, especially on the CNC machine. Uh, should the Gildemaster, Gildemaster just restarted now with this this new machine uh, should has been shrinking the number yeah yeah it seems like few it. years uh, tornos has been doing an up and down in the last 20 years now they came out also with a few line with a new line of uh, of machine for example if you take the tornos machine uh, from the technologically advanced point of view is probably the the most advanced also because it's the last one who came on the market those are pretty cool they are, they are pretty cool. Also, the look, uh, they, are, they are very nice. Uh, then this will go public everywhere also in Swiss. I mean, then look, maybe they're you, not that good. Uh, in if, you, the if, you, if, you say something, if you say something and you want us to take it out, we can. But. Okay, so then maybe if they are a piece of crap machine. <laughs> but, uh, no, but they're actually not that bad. They actually offer something very interesting. You know what, what they told me at Tornos? I was at Tornos in Chicago. I could not believe this. They... For the multi-Swiss, you know, their multi-spindle, they will not sell the four-meter bar loader. The machines are not made for the American bars. Did you know that? That's crazy. When they showed the machine the first time at the show, the machine was sold with a limitation of two-meter bar. You could not use more than two meter at that time. Uh, now they extended to three meter, but they still they cannot handle four meter. Wait, wait, I don't know why. What idiot if, came up with that? Not somebody who cared about the American market, clearly. No, also in Europe, if I say to a customer that he has to cut everybody he has, he will tell me that, you know, no. Simply they will tell me no. But, but the machine looks, the look is beautiful. The look, I have to say, the design of Torno has always been uh, yeah. amazing. Then if you think about it, when you open the door like that. You can like walk inside. You can almost walk inside, the oil, the oil can almost fly outside. So always remember the machine are running with oil. And uh, in the, the technology of the last few years have been using more and more high pressure oil in the machine. So this generate every time inside the machine, um, like fog of, of oil. Hmm. So when you open a lot, yes, it's good for the comfort to enter, but also it's coming out all the... The, no, not the dust, the, the, how you say it? Uh, the vapor. Yeah, in, vapor, the, yeah. in the air. Listeners, do you have an idea for a future episode of Swarfcast? Or is your company interested in advertising on the Swarfcast podcast? If so, please send us an email at swarfcastpodcast at gmail.com. That's swarfcastpodcast at gmail.com. I, I'm curious about how you view the Asian market now. I'm talking about uh, the Chinese market and the Indian market. Right. You have offices in both of those countries, right? 
Well, China, China for us is, is an experience that started just a few years ago. And, uh, and we decided to start uh, before with the Wickman product because the Chinese market was and is still probably not uh, uh, ready for the multi-spindle, um, not technology because they can handle technology, but principle. The principle is do as much as you can on the smallest place you can have. And that's oh, China. Like you're talking about like in a small space, just like a small building. That's what you're talking about? Multi-spindle, what means high production? High production means that in the smallest spaces you can, you have to produce as much as you can. Multi-spindle is very compact with a lot of spindle and is making very a lot of parts. Yeah. Uh, has the disadvantage that to do this, it's complicated because when you want to do this, it becomes out a complicated machine. So in China still now, uh, not in every case makes sense to do it. Many other times it's better to, you have the space, you have the people put down 15 uh, sliding head mm-hmm. and, uh, and do the job in a way that is for you more comfortable, not really more logic, because yeah. more logic would be buy one and make everything on one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still don't really know how to do it and you still don't understand why to do it. Europe, uh, land is very expensive. Uh, imagine uh-huh. you have a building and, and that's the size of what you have and you need to produce more. I mean, the, my customer asked me a million of parts more. Not every time I can go and buy a different building. Uh, it's better to take out something that is less efficient and put something that is more efficient. You utilize better your space. Interesting. Very interesting. How about India? India. Beautiful country. <laughs> Beautiful food. <laughs> Uh, incredible industry. Again, India has a different problem. A price of a multi-spindle, unless it's a user rebuilt, is out of question for uh-huh. 95% of the companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming, it's growing, but it's growing at a very low speed. Interesting. Compared to China, for example. Uh, but I have to say the Indian knowledge of multi-spindle is quite high. There is several companies with multi-spindle machine, and they and they really know how to run them. Better than China, the knowledge yeah, in they India. Yeah, they, they know more multi-spindle in uh, in yeah. India than in China for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So less money, but they know the machines better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in the United States, there's a lot of talk about China and now the problems in China, and China over the past 25 years has been a phenomenal success story economically. But people are now wondering if maybe China has peaked economically and the chaotic model of India, but with the resourcefulness of the Indian people, that maybe the next 10 or 15 years may be where we see India rise up versus China? It's a possibility. Uh, You know, sometimes I like to go to Las Vegas and gamble a very little bit of money. (laughs) You do love Las Vegas. I will still put them on China. Uh, Uh They are always so strong that I will still bet on China. Maybe I don't get paid too much, but I most probably get paid. Uh Uh, India, 
We have several customers now, and we start produce actually the manual machine in India for the Indian market. Interesting. In collaboration with an Indian builder called Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's a private-owned company. They make uh, lathes and machines and a vertical machine, machine center. So we start a joint venture with them, and one of the model, two actually of the model of the manual, and we are producing over in over in India, but purely for the Indian market uh-huh. because the tax there is a very high import duty. Yeah. for a product coming to India. So that there is, it's much cheaper in that case to produce over there. It's a phenomenal country and the, the volume are well, yeah, like China. I mean, when you hear the, the, how many things they need to build, it's not so much different than, but the organization and the state, uh, it's... Casino. Not comparable to what is... China is, uh, everything there is pushing in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, from the leader of the government to uh, the people opening the door uh, in in a supermarket, they are all uh, believing in it and uh, and going for it. Interesting. India is much more chaotic, uh, and the improvement in the infrastructure that I've seen. I've been in India the first time in 2002, I think. Like in China, the same years I was the same time, the first time in China and in India. And if I go back today, one is a country that you simply don't recognize. I mean, you you, you don't remember it was what you've seen years <laughs> ago. India, you mostly recognize that you are in the same place. Right. But that's an interesting observation. However, in China, you have uh, the great problem potentially in Hong Kong and what Hong Kong means to China. And the lack of freedom in China may eventually come back to bite them. Don't you think? I think so, but also too much freedom is biting U.S. and Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the aspects that I like here in Czech is that because of the history of the last 40 years, this is probably one of the part of the world more, more really more stable because it went from no freedom to freedom and, and the kind of balance themselves, at least this last two generation of people, uh-huh. especially the one that were coming out from the communist time. Uh, and, and then you, you compare with West Europe or US, where maybe sometimes really you think if, if we don't give too much freedom to people because they don't really know how to handle all this freedom then. Or China where, okay, the freedom is very little, but the Chinese people are happy. So every time I've been there. Are they? Okay, not, not if you go in the in, in probably in the more far away farm of China, but I, I see satisfied people. You do. The, the people working in Foxconn that are, you know, jumping out of windows? I mean, this is not all China. Eh? Uh, China is made also by a lot of medium-sized companies that are growing very good, yeah, yeah. not mm-hmm. only giant. Uh, yeah. uh, that, uh, then you have to see also, walk around the city and see if the people are relatively happy or not. And I've seen generally happy people. And if you ask them if they feel that in five years from now they will be in a better position, usually the answer is yes. That's interesting. interesting. Okay. Asking Europe, uh, in, even in Italy, ask if in five years they will live better or not. Many people will tell you probably not. Oh, I felt like in Italy, it's very negative. Everybody's, very negative. Everybody is so disillusioned. In Italy, life now is worse than, uh, than five years ago, worse than uh, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know U.S., but I've seen also area in U.S. where life is, yeah, 
Uh, I think U.S. really, it just, it ranges in the different parts of the country. Right. But but you're right. Many people are negative here, even if they could objectively say life is better than ever. Mickey, uh, great, great to talk to you. As we close this, I'm interested in how much importance luck has been in your life so far? Luck, to be lucky, Mm -hmm. number one. Hmm. If you are unlucky, if you're unlucky, there's really nothing you can do. I mean, if you're not skilled, you can learn. Uh, But if you are unlucky, how you fight unluckiness is, uh, I I, I will not know how to, and this what a little bit scared me because things can change. And then if you're not used to be unlucky, then it's, it might be tough, but I've been lucky. I think I've been lucky. That that is interesting. I I wouldn't have expected anybody to say that luck is is everything. No, no, it's not everything. But if something happened to be unlucky, uh, years of maybe I would be completely different now. Maybe so. You need to be lucky that nothing happened to you. Nothing happened to your close family. Nothing happened to the activity you have. Uh, you do your best, of course, to to support uh, your luckiness. Uh, I, I consider lucky the fact that I was born from my parents uh, in a certain uh, financial condition uh, that I think I used the best I could for my life then. No? Uh, but I was lucky about that. If I was born now in, a, uh, in, in India or, or, India yeah. or in South Africa or anywhere else, uh, I would not be here here in Zlin now, handling this activity, and um, so lucky, yeah. I, I've been lucky. But all of us in Europe, I think we've been lucky, okay, everyone in a different level, but um, we are lucky that we live in an area where there is no war. Or in yeah, yeah. no, no I, I think you have good perspective, you have gratitude. I need to have a lot of gratitude, uh, Yeah. starting from parents, from my parents, mm-hmm. and especially work, my father, of course. but. Also matter for family because you need to be balanced on on both sides. Well, thank you, Mickey. This was awesome. And I look forward to talking to you more soon. I always, you got to come back to the United States sometime soon. Uh, come to Chicago. We'll go out to our old haunts. Uh, when is the next uh, show in, uh, in Ch- this year? There's no show in Chicago. No, next year. That, yeah. And there will, there will be, no, no, not even Columbus. Now they move it to... Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yes. Yeah, there will be a show in Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland this year. Might come in Cleveland. Great to see you again. Great to talk to you again. Yeah, and give give our best to to the family. No camera, no web camera, but it was a very good talk.